All right, well, I hope everybody had a good holiday season there. However you celebrate, be it Hanukkah or Christmas or Kwanzaa, whatever it is, doesn't matter. I hope you had a good time. I hope you were able to spend some time with your family and friends. We're back. We are back. Yeah, it's been a little while. I haven't recorded one of these in, oh, a few weeks. But like I said, Christmas, you got better things to do than to listen to me prattle on about stuff and that. So... This, folks, I'm calling this season two. New year, new season. Figure what the heck, eh? So that's what we're going to do. This is season two, episode one. And we're going to take a little retrospective at, uh, at 2020 and some of the lessons from that. Are you ready? Buckle up! So here we are. We're a couple weeks into the year 2021, we've all been looking forward to, to this year for, well, most of last year we've been looking forward to this year because, let's face it, 2020 wasn't a great year for a great many of us. Millions of people lost their job, including myself. I'm still looking for a job. And here's the thing. This, this is something that I have to take forward with me now is... You know, the job that I had really took into consideration the physical limitations that I have. I am by no means crippled. I don't want you to get that idea, but I do have physical limitations. I've, I've got this nasty kind of arthritis that I, I just cannot pronounce, and it limits a lot of what I can do. Uh, and because a lot of what I can do is is limited my physical strength is nowhere near what it was 15 20 years ago so yes if you see me out on the street and you have the uncontrollable urge to kick my butt yes you can do it and i'm talking to you the the six-year-old that's listening to this yes you could take me right now it's not hard but as much as we wanted 2020 to end, and as much as, and I hear this a lot, oh, I just want to forget this year. I want to erase it from existence. And I'm here to tell you that erasing the year 2020 from your conscience, from existence, would be one of the worst things that you could do. And I'm going to tell you why. We learned a lot of lessons last year. We learned what we could do as people. We learned a lot of what we can't do. You see these memes all the time where they show the picture of the cabin out in the bush or the really super nice house. You have to stay in this house for whatever, six months or a year or whatever it is, and you can't leave. And when you get out, you get $300 trillion or some stupid amount of, and everybody's like, oh, I could do that. Oh, I could do that. No, no. The vast majority of you can't. Now this is going to stir up some controversy, but 
staying at home does help prevent the virus. Now, some of us can't, clearly. Some of us are essential workers, doctors, nurses, pharmacists, the kid at the grocery store that bags your groceries, right? Some people have to go to work, and I get that. There's no right way to do any of this, right? We got to, we, it's a catch 22. And we have to learn from that. We have to learn how to do this better. Nobody alive today was in any sort of position of power or influence the last time there was a global pandemic like this. And I'm talking about the Spanish flu of 1918. That was devastating to the world. Millions of people died. Millions of people have died this time. But the world has changed a lot too. Back then, they had notices to avoid gatherings and wear face covering and all these sorts of things. But 103 years ago, when this, when this all took place, people were a little bit more independent, I guess you could say. There, there was no internet or television. Uh, radio was barely a thing. People got their news from the newspaper. And they listened. And now, while you can get your news from anywhere, we're very connected. 103 years ago, you knew who your neighbors were because Sometimes your life might depend on knowing your neighbors. Um, how many of us can honestly say that we know our neighbors? And you might know the people right next to you, but you know the people two doors down from you or three doors down from you, four. I know a few of the people that live around my house, mostly because I've been here for so long. But by no means do I know everybody that lives in my immediate neighborhood. And that's a shame. It really is. The lessons that we learned last year, though, we need to study them. We need to study 2020. We cannot forget it. If we forget 2020, we'll forget what we learned. You look at the measures that some of the governments in the world, national, federal governments, and provincial and state governments, and counties, and whatever other divisions of land there are in other countries, they, they didn't always work. They didn't always make sense. Does it make sense that small businesses are forced to shut down while the big box stores get to stay open, selling a lot of the same things. I'm thinking of a specific case here. There is, I'm not going to say the guy's name because I, I haven't got his permission to do that, but I follow his store on Facebook and he's very frustrated 
his store is in Ontario and he's not allowed to be open. They said, you have to close. Now, what he sells, is it essential? Well, I suppose in the grand scheme of things, no. He sells collectibles and board games and and stuff like that. But his store is very small. A lot of what you can get at his store, you can get at Walmart, Costco. For probably a little bit cheaper, because when you're Walmart and Costco and you call up Milton Bradley or whoever the gaming company is and you say, hey, I, I want some of that game. Okay, how much? Well, I'll take two shipping containers full of it. Oh, can I get a deal on that? Well, of course you can, because you've bought so much. Small guy like this guy, he doesn't get to order that much because he simply can't. So he pays a higher price. I get that. If I can buy the same thing for maybe a little bit more at the, at the, at the smaller business, I'd like to support that small business. Here's the other thing. If I can buy the same thing at Walmart as I can at the small business, supporting the small business makes more sense. Because those are the ones that are going to support your local hockey teams and soccer teams and gymnastics and dance clubs and your gym cannas and all of that kind of stuff. Walmart, well, maybe to a certain degree, but they're not invested. Not the same way the small business owner is. There's a good chance that your kids are in the same clubs or groups that the owner's kids are in or that the employee's kids are in. So they're, you know, small businesses have got a a soft spot. Here's the other thing that small businesses have over the big box stores. A small business is, by definition, small. So you can easily, one, control the number of people in your store. All you got to do, you just put a sign outside. Look, we're limited to depending on the size of your store, you know, two, three, four, five people at a time in the store, maintain your distance. And then as people leave, you know, you wipe stuff down and it doesn't take long because again, it's a small store. Can't really do that in Walmart or Costco. I get it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not crapping on Walmart and Costco because they're allowed to be open. Hey, I'm, I'm crapping on the government for not thinking this through. And it's all governments. I don't know what the answer is. I don't think anybody really knows what the answer is. There's some people say that open it all up. To hell with it. Open it all up. We don't care. Some people don't believe that the uh, COVID-19 virus is as serious as they say it, it is. That's fine. I take it seriously myself because I have a compromised immune system. Over the coming decade, two decades, in the next 20 years, the year 2020 is going to be studied. Books, volumes are going to be written 
about last year, about the response and what was done and what could be done better. There's a vaccine coming out right now. And the rollout of that is eh, questionable. Is there enough? Is it being distributed properly? Again, these are questions that will be answered in the coming decades, not years, decades, plural. You, you, you look at things like World War II, and I'm looking right now, I have literally entire sets of encyclopedia type books and other books that are written about that this is the same thing. Many, many, many books, articles, papers, theses are going to be written. We need to learn the lessons. We need to see what we did wrong. Trust me, we did lots wrong. Lots was done wrong last year. And I think that most people in charge of the big picture would look at all of the things that they did and they would say, yeah, you know what? We, we dropped the ball on that. Now, just because the calendar has turned, this doesn't mean that we're out of the woods. 2021 is here, but it ain't going to be no picnic either. You look at two weeks ago, what happened? In Washington, D.C. They had a bloody riot in the Capitol where a group of supporters of President Donald Trump literally stormed into the Capitol building chanting, Hang Mike Pence. And you might think that maybe they were, oh, no, no, no. Well, no, one, you can hear them on the tape saying it. Two, well, they damn near got him according to a report that I read today. It was close, like less than a minute away from being in the Senate chamber at the same time as Mike Pence. That's not good. That's very dangerous. And if you don't think they meant it, then why did they come with the plastic handcuffs, the plastic restraints, and not just one? Oh, no, no. Like lots of them. They're packing them. You can see them in the photos. Five people died, including a couple of police officers. One woman was shot. She was a, a former Air Force member, member of the United States Air Force. The group that she was in, well, they smashed their way through a barricaded door, through the window. She had a backpack on and she climbed through and she got shot for it. What a terrible tragedy. Well, yeah. But, you know, you got that far, you're lucky you weren't shot sooner. Because the hallway that she was about to go down led to the room where Congress was hiding. So yeah, they got shot in the neck and, they, and she died. This is how 2021 started. Because of this, a week later, the United States Congress impeached Donald Trump again. Which is, I mean, it was quick. It was quick. 
they were sending a message. I get it. Again, though, the country is is being divided, and I'm, the country I'm referring to the United States, Canada, where I live, we've got our own problems. Don't think that we're immune to these things. We've got a lot of extremists in this country as well. And that's going to come to a head. Probably sooner rather than later. The rhetoric is to, to go extreme. And both sides, the left and the right, have both, in a lot of cases, gone extreme. I try to be a little bit more centric. Yes, you've got a good idea. What's your name? No, that's a terrible idea. What's your idea? Yeah, okay. You know, you pick the best of both sides and build a platform from that. Now, doesn't that make sense? This year won't be a picnic. The NHL season has just started. There's no fans in the stands. But, you know, I don't know if you're going to be able to have fans in the stands at all for the season that is expected to conclude at some point in July. The CFL, the Canadian Football League, if they don't have fans in the stands for this season coming up, they scrubbed last year. If they don't have fans in the stands for this year, they're probably done. Don't know if they could come back simply because they need the revenue. They absolutely need the revenue. Can we see the light at the end of the tunnel? I'd like to think so. I don't want to hope, I don't want to think that the light at the end of the tunnel is just the light on the front of the train and that we're about to get steamrolled. The vaccine is out there, hopefully. Enough. I mean, I get it. Not everybody wants to take it. Fine. I don't agree with you. I'm not going to argue with you about it. I'm going to get the vaccine when I'm allowed to. I'm in that compromised group. My immune system is not the best. But how many things? I mean, the CFL, like I said, they, they might not survive. How many music festivals? are going to be able to survive not having a show for a second consecutive year. Now, we don't know yet, but I'm not holding my breath. Unless these companies, Pfizer and Moderna and um, whatever, the Astra something or other, I don't know. Are they going to be able to pump out enough vaccine to get enough people to take it? that we achieve that herd immunity, are we going to be okay? Are things like movie theaters, movie studios going to be able to survive? I watched yesterday on YouTube, there was an hour of upcoming movie trailers. I would say that at least half and probably more are movies that were supposed to be released last year. I'm excited for some of these movies. I'm really excited. I really want to see them in the big, in the theater, on the big screen. Yeah, they could release it on demand, and, but it, it's not going to be the same. It's really not. You want to have that big theater experience. There's something to that. And if you don't believe me, 
take a look on YouTube at the audience reactions to the uh, Endgame, the Avengers Endgame movie. When, when Black Panther comes back, when Spider-Man comes back, when, when Captain America picks up Thor's hammer, when I, oh, spoilers, spoiler alert. Look, if you haven't seen it by now, tough. When, when Tony Stark, Iron Man, when he dies, are you kidding me? Those audience reactions, those are amazing. And I was in the theater for, for some of that. And, and that collective, when you've got, you know, depending on the size of your theater, a hundred to 300 people all at the same time go, <gasps> or all at the same time go, oh, or all at the same time go, yeah. There's something to that. Hopefully we can bring that back. Regardless, the world is forever changed because of the year 2020. I think we're all going to be a little bit more diligent in washing our hands. It's just, it, it's habit, right? It's not a bad habit, washing your hands. We might not use hand sanitizer every time we go into a place, but, uh, you know, we're, we're certainly going to be more aware of of where our hands have been, what we're touching. The way governments respond to these pandemics. Like I said, books are going to be written about this. Volumes upon volumes. I hope there's not a next time. I mean, inevitably there will be. But... You know, the next time this happens, I hope that the world is able to look back on the year 2020 and say, okay, what did they do in 2020? Okay, hmm, that was a mess. Okay, how did they follow up with that? Okay, so instead of starting at zero, they can start maybe at 50% so that they're further along. Okay. Here's the, here's the framework. This is what they did last time. Let's make it work. Something else that, that, that I've learned from 2020 is be aware of your surroundings. I mean, you know, the world outside. Go for a walk. Look at the trees. Look at the birds, the grass. Stop and listen. Have you ever been so deep in the bush and just stopped and hear that gentle breeze going, branches rubbing up against one another, maybe you hear a moose or a deer stepping on a branch, feel a pair of eyes boring into the back of your neck while well, that's the cougar that's up in the tree watching you. <laughs> Be aware of the world around you. See that piece of trash over there? Well, just pick it up. Use gloves. Pick it up. 
We need to be aware of our surroundings more. Be aware of your people. Not just your family, but your people. You know, we've all got that circle. It's pretty tight. Check in on them. Give them a call. Make sure they're okay. No, don't, don't just say, how you doing? Oh, I'm fine. You? No, 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 how you doing? I'm fine. That's conditioned response. Ask them, how are you feeling? Oh, you know, I'm all right. Yeah. You sure? You don't need to talk about something. Just be aware of your people. Talk to them more. And when you are talking to them and other people, be aware of your words. Words matter. God, do words ever matter? Not everybody gets this. Sometimes I even say things and then it's like, ah, There's an old saying that says, keep your words soft and tender because you may have to eat them later. Be aware of your words, especially if you're in any sort of position of authority or power. If you're a manager, just be aware of what you're saying to your employees. Be aware of your body language too. That says a lot. Be aware of your words, how you address people, how you treat them. Be patient with people. You know what? I mean, there's an old saying. Well, it's not even that old. Well, I guess it is an old saying, but it was really, we had a radio host here in High Prairie. His name was Doug Spurgeon, and I loved that man. Took the mystery out of radio sat behind the board and he'd look at me with this look in his eyes, you know, kind of crazy. And he'd say, you know what? Like, but he goes, I can't believe they pay me to do this. And he pushes a button, just one button he pushes. You'll see, they pay me to do that. It's, you know, it wasn't hard. And, you know, well, man, I kind of lost my train of thought there. Just be aware of your words and, 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 oh, I know what it was. <laughs> I got it back now. He said, it didn't matter if you made a mistake. Like, you know, is it going to matter in five minutes? Well, is it going to matter in a year? Is it going to matter in a day? Is it matter in five minutes? If he made a mistake pushing a button on the, on the, uh, board eh, in five minutes, it doesn't matter. The vast majority of people have forgotten about it in five minutes. There might be somebody, me, who comes in and gives them a look and say, you know what, at about three o'clock yesterday, what did you do? Like, you, you pushed the wrong button? Yeah, I pushed the wrong button. Shut up. Done. I mean, there are things that are going to matter when you're a person in authority long-term. Remember those books I told you about that they're going to write? Make sure you're on the right side. 
And that brings me to my last point for all of this. We need to listen more. And not just wait for our turn to talk. I mean, listen more. Listen to the person that you're with. Not just to their words. Listen to their tone and their meaning. Because here's the thing. And I'm bad for this. Texting is fine for a lot of things. It really is. We need anything at the store? Yeah, milk and eggs. Great. You know what? There it is. And it's written down. You've got a list. There you go. Life hack for you guys. But when you're having a conversation with somebody, like a really good conversation, I get that you can't always talk on the phone. But this is part of the problem with being so connected with text messages and Facebook and all these kind of things. The tone is lost. The body language is lost. Because so much is said there. And the meaning is lost. As an example, I tease my kids. I tease them like there's no tomorrow. They're getting to the point, both of them, where they're given as good as they get. Which is funny. I'm like, wait, wait a second, hang on. This is, this is what I do. You're picking on me now. They're like, really? <laughs> Can't take it, old man. And, you know, we go from there. I tease them. And, I mean, there are people who, if they just read the text of what I was saying to my kids, they would think that I'm a horrible father. Whether or not I'm a horrible father may be something that is debated by people. Um, I'm not perfect. There are no perfect parents. I'll tell you why there's no perfect parents. It's because none of us have the instruction manual. You know what the instruction manual is? Every kid comes with an instruction manual. But it gets thrown out. Because the medical term for instruction manual is placenta. Okay? That was a joke. You can laugh now. We need to be aware of the meaning behind words. I have said some truly awful pe things to people that I truly do love, but I've said it with a smile and a twinkle. I'm just teasing you. And if you're my friend, you're going to tease me back. I get that. It's kind of fun. Texting, Facebook messaging takes a lot of that away because there really isn't a sarcasm font. There really isn't, which is unfortunate. Jack Zuckerberg, get on that sarcasm font. So, so that's it, eh? Is listen more, be aware, talk to people. Have fun. Love each other. And wear your bloody mask, folks. I'm serious. Some of you may not want to. I get it. Some of you are uncomfortable with it. 
I get it. If you're really that uncomfortable with it, then limit what you do when you go out. We can really stop the spread. We have to get a handle on this. Because if we don't get a handle on it, 2020 is going to look pretty darn good in comparison. All right, so that is the show. That's what I've that's what I've got for you. Thank you for tuning in for season two, episode one. And you know what? We'll get back to some of the other stuff that I was I was doing last year. I didn't want it to be all about sports all the time. I'm going to talk about my Edmonton Oilers. I'm going to talk about these fancy new divisions and all this kind of stuff. But uh, I wanted to start off with a look back at 2020. So that's what we got. We will talk to you in about a week or less.